Hello everyone and welcome to uh, this very special episode of The Next Cast. Uh, this is kind of, as I was mentioning, special content for our episode on tabletop RPGs. I have with me two long-standing fans of tabletop RPGs. Uh, if you'd like to introduce yourselves. Uh, sure, Devin Hutchinson, the general manager of the Watchtower Restaurant. And, and I'm Miles Hilliard, I'm the head chef of the Watchtower Restaurant. Amazing. Um, how long have the two of you been playing uh, tabletop games for? Uh... <laughs> I started yeah, playing. To get started. <laughs> well, I started playing Dungeons and Dragons Second Ed in 1989, I think. Okay. Yeah, I was super young. Uh, some friends got got together, or some like neighbor neighboring kids who were much older than me got together. But I was hanging out with them anyway, and they just started rolling dice and creating characters, and we just yeah, I just kind of got into it, and, and we had a good time. And since then, I've just been always into. RPGs in general, um, mostly video games, uh, but definitely tabletop. Uh, D&D uh, did a lot of Palladium stuff uh, in my in my teenage years, and then yeah, lots of D&D. It's okay, been kind of my jam. All right, how about you, Devin? Uh, mostly for me, it's just been D&D, and I think I've only been playing for about eighteen years only. Only eight, <laughs> uh, and I've been DMing for most of that. Uh, that's mostly the t- the tabletop games that I've done is Dungeons and Dragons, uh, but I'm from a very tiny town way up north, and we didn't really have many of the fancier board games, so it was just D and D in our imaginations mostly. That makes sense. Given, uh, I know it might be a while to think back, whether it be 18 years or all the way back to 1989. Um, what was your first game like? <laughs> I've got the, I can go into the easy questions. I just, no, no, uh, we're good. We're good. Let's start with the hard questions. Um, For sure. I remember my very first. I remember my very first non D and D game. We, uh, I mean, it was still D and D. We just made it Star Wars. And I just remember one of my friends was playing a Trandoshan, and she threw like a halfling, or. Something similar. I was probably a halfling because we had no concept of the rules. And I just remember them like charging into battle and she picked him up and just threw him forward. And I was just like, Can can you do this? I don't I don't know the rules for this, so I'm just gonna allow it. Um, and that was mostly how my game went was I don't know if this is a thing that you can do in the rules because I'm too lazy to actually read all of them. Um, but sure, why not? That was your first game, Miles. Uh well, it was so long ago, um, but I remember. A galaxy far, far away. Right. Um, was it the same game? No. <laughs> no. Actually, it wasn't that far from here. It was in Guelph. Oh, okay. um, so the we just I, I remember it being very, very loose. Uh, like the books weren't even. They were kind of there to be fun to read, but like when it came to the rules, we just rolled dice and the DM just decided what happened. Like it was like. It was almost as if the rules didn't even exist. They were just there to be, like, it was more like fluff. And then we just, we were like, well, I'm a fighter. Okay, well, uh, you, here's your sword and go. You know, like, there was there was very little structure to, to the actual, like, like mechanics for the game. It was very story-based. It was basically, I feel like it was almost like, like LARPing only without actually LARPing. Just, you know, very freeform and, and, yeah, but it was a lot of fun. I mean, and I was so young that it, like, rules didn't make sense to me. Math was still hard. Like, it just, it was kind of, uh, but it was a lot of fun. And I just, I remember it really piquing my interest in a lot of things. Like, 
D&D, but all like gaming and stuff, but also like acting and the idea of, of playing a different character than myself. Uh, it, it really inspired me in a lot of ways. So that was my, that was my first game. <laughs> that's, that's pretty cool. I can't even remember my first game, to be completely honest. Um, do, do both of you have regular gaming groups that you, that you play with, even to this day? Yeah, I, well, I mean, they come and go so so often. Um, but I mean, I'm currently part of like three <laughs> that that are just kind of wildly intermixed. Uh, I'm running a Starfinder campaign. Um, I'm part of, and I'm part of two other Pathfinder games um, with uh, with our bartender, uh, Tim. Yeah, Tim. Uh, I didn't blank on his name. I just didn't think it was yeah. necessary. No, yeah, that's, that's okay. it. I, yeah, I, that was that's mostly, what I'm talking that's about. That's mostly for me. Yeah. Um, and that, I mean, for me, I don't play much D&D anymore because there's no time. But, um, <laughs> yeah, right, running a <laughs> restaurant. But Miles and I, we're not open on Mondays, so we've sort of set aside Mondays as, like, sacrosanct. Um, and we come down here and we play Warhammer every Monday. We play, like, Warhammer 40K. And that's just something that I've just got into, like, in the last six months. And it's so much fun um, that it's like, even though it's our day off, I still want to come into the restaurant and play Warhammer. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> cool. Um, how do you... You mentioned you've been part of different gaming groups that kind of like drift in and drift out. Um, and you've had different experiences with gaming groups as well. How do you find new gamers to play with? I can't imagine they all just come to the restaurant. I disagree, okay. actually. Um, well, before, there was a time where the restaurant didn't exist. Yes. yes. Um, before that, honestly, it, it was less um, playing with finding different people and just trying to organize the time when it's like everybody's schedules, you know, the stars aligned and everybody could play a game. Um, so my gaming group hasn't really changed. We've just done a lot of different campaigns. So it's like, we'll play this one campaign, and then somebody will just like burn out or get busy, and then we'll stop playing. And then like eight months later, we'll be like, you know what, we should really play some D&D again. And we start like all over. So the story never really goes anywhere, but it's still just a lot of fun playing these random different characters. So my gaming group hasn't changed much. Um, it's just trying to find time to actually play with them. Now, I mean, now it's easy to find a gaming group. So. Uh, my groups have always been, it's just sort of who's available at, the, at, at any time. And I usually just kind of stumble into them. Um, I, I went, like, I've moved a, around. Being a chef, I've moved to lots of different cities to do different restaurants and different things. And, uh, and so trying to have a stable group of friends, just even friends, that wanted that have like-minded, like you know, uh, gaming hobbies, I guess, uh, has been difficult. But I always manage to find somebody, and that one person's like, oh, you like D&D? Oh, well, I like D&D, too. Hey, uh, our group meets on this day. Why don't you come down? And then we just and then we just end up gaming. I mean, in high school, it was easy because my friends were like, I was like, well, I'm playing D&D. Have you guys heard of it? Oh, yeah, I know D&D. And then we'd play, and we'd you know, have fun with that. And uh, it just always happens to be the sort of organic thing for me. It's just sort of, you know, oh, you like D&D? I like D&D. Then let's get our group together or, you know, make it happen. Um, but like Devin said, it's much easier now that we have this sort of central hub of nerdery that, you know, trying to find people. I mean, 
honestly, like most of the players in all of my games are people who work here. Uh, so, you know, is that a just, is that a requirement for getting the job? You've got to uh, got to be willing to. I, I don't I don't want to say that it, it is a requirement, but the very first question I've asked everybody that has applied was, what 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 makes you nerdy? So, because we we started this place built by nerds for nerds, and I didn't want somebody you know on the staff who was like nerds. What are those all about? <laughs> Yeah, which made it a lot easier to, to definitely get groups together. Cool. What's uh, think about the different groups they've been part of and, and all your experiences uh, during tabletop gaming. What would you say is probably your favorite moment from all of those games? Oh, wow. I thought these were the easy questions. Uh, the no, starting with the hard trick question, there are no easy, oh. there are no question, easy questions. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so no, this is this is great because it, it the, one of my favorite parts about doing the show is uh, when we do have guests on the show is having like their real experiences, not a bunch of superficial like oh you know I love this it's great because um, you get to hear their their stories. Yeah, and those absolutely. are the parts that people really connect with. I feel like we should have hot wings in front of us and I'd be doing that. Um, honestly, one of my favorite moments in gaming was I uh, I joined a group my. The sous chef, my sous chef at the time, I was just a junior cook, um, was, he was big into D&D and, and we, we would talk about it all the time and he was like, you know what, my group's getting together, why don't you come out, you seem like, like you know the rules, you know how to play, you seem like you'd be really good. So I was like, okay, well, fine, I'll come out. And in that first session, the first thing that happened, there was this, when I came in, their group was already doing stuff, they were in the middle of this giant combat and one of the characters was playing an ogre who was standing on top of this this pillar, okay. and he had a coat of of many objects or something. It was like like coat of necessity or something, and he and he was literally pulling out donkeys and throwing them down on the enemies and friends alike, and just screaming, "I am helping!" That was his whole thing. He was just, "I am helping!" Intelligence score of like four, and that was his whole thing. Was he was just, "I'm I'm helping," and I'm throwing donkeys to their deaths on all of these enemies, and it was just, I was like, yeah, I fit. This is this group's gonna be great. I'm, I'm already like, I'm in. And honestly, we've been friends since that moment. We've been friends forever. Actually, that sous chef and I are really, really close still, and it's been like, that's what, almost, God, it's been like 10 years. <laughs> I've never had anything that ridiculous happen in any of my games. Um, <clears throat> Unfortunate. I do, I mean, it probably wasn't my favorite episode or time, but I just, I do remember this one time, um, my best friend Dennis was DMing a game, and we were escorting this caravan back to a town or something like that, and this, um, <clears throat> this woman runs onto the road and yells, I'm in this dress, I'm in this dress, and we're just like, what? Um, because she, she was a damsel in distress. Uh, and yeah, exactly. Uh, Dennis has always loved uh, dad jokes, and that was that was sort of his first foray into dad jokes. And I was just like, what? But now, ever since then, it's yeah, it's a damsel in distress. Um, but no, my, my favorite uh, game, it's, it was when I realized that combat wasn't everything. Um, I played probably like 15 years of D&D, being like, yeah, I want to be, I want to be a fighter. I want to be a monk. I want to be a rogue. I want to be things that do damage. Until again with Dennis, me trying to figure out what character I want to play. He did a one 
person campaign. It was me and he ran the campaign. My job was to like infiltrate this tower, get into the top of the tower and kill this guy. It was fun. I was like trying a bunch of different characters out until I came to a charisma-based character. Charisma, as any kind of melee character, is a dump stat. You put nothing into charisma. Um, and I, I was playing a warlock who could cast disguise self at will. And it was just like, all right, I need. I disguised myself as an old man to get into the building. I needed to use their outhouse, so I got a guard with me. I killed the guard. I disguised myself as the guard. And it was just, I can do all of these crazy things with charisma. And uh, ever since then, my character has been a war, or has been a sorcerer with a hat of disguise self. And a D&D has taken on this whole new life for me as a charisma-based character. And that's that's really been the joy for me. It's because I've been playing for 15 years. And just now, I've got this whole other world of D&D to explore that's not combat-based. And the fact that it just keeps growing is what I love so much about it. Yeah, it's a shame because I get uh, so many games focus around the the simulation part, the combat, but yeah. it's really about that that shared story where you steal, well, where you go and take out the guard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I need to use the outhouse, and he carried me. He brought me to the outhouse, and then I killed him. And I was like, I'm coming back as the guard. I need to go upstairs. I'm I'm your relief. And it was just bluff, 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 bluff. As long as the dice doesn't fail you, it's fun. Amazing. Um, what, what would you say is probably the biggest myth that you hear about uh, tabletop gaming that you just wish would just die, dead, go away, just be done with? I'm going to give this to you to start. Any time to think. Yeah, right? It's a hard, um, I, when I said <laughs> there were no easy questions, I was really lying. Yeah, well, in terms of like the myths, I mean... I remember the older myths back in, you know, when in the early 90s when, you know, I was just getting into D&D and my mom was like, what are you doing playing that devil game? And, and you know, the there's this sort of stigma around it because, you know, people were LARPing, but then some guy, some crazy guy went and killed somebody with a mace and then it turned into this big, uh, this big anti sort of D&D thing. And I, like that kind of idea that sort of stigma around what we do as gamers uh, as tabletop gamers i always i always hated and um i don't think it's as prevalent as it is as it was back then but i I still think that people have that kind of view about about tabletop gaming i mean it's kind of like well oh you guys are just sitting at a table with with paper like you you know where's the where's the where's the video games where's the drama where's the dynamic or or you know or the other side where it's where it's people going well you know you guys are are nuts like what do you what do you guys you guys are you get too into this you're gonna you're gonna go crazy and kill somebody or something i don't don't know that sort of idea just bothers me um but i think i I, on on the flip side of your question i think that that dnd has now become something that is a lot more mainstream and there's a lot more people from different walks of life that aren't that are trying it out and realizing how nerdy they are. Um, so I think that that's, that's something that's amazing uh, about what we're doing. So I know that's the opposite of what you asked me. Oh, but that's, that's okay. You actually reminded me that uh, there've been a lot of articles recently about how people are actually getting into tabletop gaming because they're watching people like on Twitch streaming games like Critical Role or different shows like that. And they're just like, oh, this is really cool. Maybe I'll give it a shot doesn't help that it's also mentioned on things like Stranger Things, which is super popular right now. Yeah, right. <laughs> the, um, 
so I, I grew up in a hockey town and it was full of sports and it was just like I was literally that nerd in you know my mom's basement playing games um, and it, I mean it's always this weird thing that I found it's like you can have the jocks who will play their you know their Call of Duty or their sports games or anything like that and even though they're, they're playing video games when when you play you know your Final Fantasy or any of your role-playing games it's almost like it's looked looked down on but you're, it's still just all playing video games and the same thing with like like board games you know it's they're incredibly it's smart some of them like you need you need to have like a good amount of strategy and critical thinking to be able to succeed in these games and it's just the um, the, the, the I guess the big myth that I wish would go away is that the people who play D&D are like unsociable nerds you know what I mean like <clears throat> I it we're not like you know what I mean it's it's a way to express your creative genius and stuff like that you can really go deep into some of these characters and I mean I'm helping throwing donkeys like that's that's amazing to me you could never do that and be that it's uh I'm rambling but that's okay here uh, and and with with what Devin was saying about um, that whole the Call of Duty versus like Final Fantasy dichotomy, I mean, the point still remains that while those people are yes they're playing a first person shooter or whatever, I mean if you're playing the single player campaign, you're playing a role. You're still being that guy who's going through and killing whoever they're killing, whether be it, you know, arcane monsters or, you know, terrorists, you're still you're still playing the role of that guy in a story doing stuff. So the difference really there really isn't a difference. It's just the game mechanics. So whether you're, you know, shooting some guy in real time or doing turn by turn uh, combat in in a fantasy setting, I mean, it's really the same thing, and that 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 I always found that what what Devin was saying is it's still very true. There is there are a lot of people who play Call of Duty and think that they're not role playing, and then but they but they actually are, and I always found that that really funny. Uh, so that's yeah. yeah, the mental mat that people have to do to try to separate the two things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, like look at Borderlands. Yeah. Right yeah. versus versus Call of Duty versus uh, say uh, yeah like Final Fantasy. I mean, really, look, like what are the what are the diddle the, all the differences between those three games are so subtle that it's you know it's really kind of funny that that you know people go well you know it's anyway. Especially with the Call of Duty now because they've changed the way things work and you can actually like equip your character and they're bringing more role playing things into, you know, Call of Duty, which has typically been, like, you know, the more elitist or jockey of the game. So it's, you know... It's or or Counter-Strike having to earn money so that you can buy better guns, like Final Fantasy, <laughs> earning money so that you can go buy better swords. Yep. I mean, yeah, like it just... I, I find that whole thing hilarious. And so when people come up to me and be like, well, well I play Call of Duty. I don't play those role-playing games. They're for, they're for losers. I kind of go... <laughs> and they walk away. Yeah, that's fair. If I if I if I may, just a, yeah, a random story it. because it. it it kind of bridges the gap on all these things. Uh, we had a couple guys come in here who were just leaving the gym or going to the gym, and they just needed some food. And I was like, "Well, are you guys nerdy at all?" And they're just like, "No, not really." I was like, "Okay, hey, you know what? Our food's amazing. Um, come on in, have a bite to eat. And you know, if you find anything interesting on the walls, then great." Uh, and they were sitting over in the corner. 
And then I saw them talking to each other and they were pointing out all of the things on the walls that they recognized. And they recognized damn near everything. And so I went over to them and I was just like, you know, hey guys, I saw you like pointing things on the walls. They're like, yeah, we recognize a lot of this stuff. I was like, I hate to tell you, you guys are nerds. And they sort of had this like, <laughs> holy crap moment because this epiphany. This, well, the thing is, is like nerdy things are so mainstream now that that line is so blurred. Like, you know, there's a reason that the Avengers movies are breaking bank with all these things. It's not like the closet nerds going out and seeing these shows. It's everybody's going out and seeing these shows. And it's it's everywhere now. Uh, what, uh, man, what would you say is your, your favorite part? I'm, I'm debating going into the whole geeky part, but I'm going to try to keep it tabletop for That's now. That's all right. Uh, what would you say is your favorite part about about tabletop gaming? Um, well... Lately, because because Warhammer's been so big for me lately, I haven't had time for D&D, but it's been a lot of Warhammer. It's the strategy and stuff that goes into that and the tactics that go into that, it's, it's, it's just really super interesting to me. It really is almost like a chess match. Like, you know, I'm going to do these things because I think you're going to do those things. And then, you know, typically Miles never does any of the things that I expect he's going to do. And it's like, all right, well, now I have to react to what you just did. Um, and it's just that trying to think ahead, trying to one-up your opponent, when really, you know, there's nothing to hide, just like a chess match. Like, everything is on the board. Um, so those, the, the, the tactics and critical thinking, and I mean, it, it sounds ridiculous, but just the fun of things like that. We have a, a Blood Bowl League here every Wednesday night, and it's, that's tabletop board gaming, and it's just, when the dice work in your favor, this place gets loud. Um, and that you know when you have a, a room full of room full of people just yelling and hooting and hollering it's it's like you would expect in a sports bar watching sports on a TV um, except you're playing a board game people are getting just as excited about this board game um, as they would watching you know actual sports and that's that's the part I love the most just really just the fun in it and that sounds kind of lame that the fun is my favorite part can, can you repeat the question? <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Uh, I was asking what your favorite part about tabletop gaming is. Oh, uh, the camaraderie. camaraderie. Um, I feel like, I mean, most most board games of, of any kind are multiplayer. Um, and I think that, that the most fun I have is when there's lots of people together, whether it be it, be it D&D or Blood Bowl or... Uh, or any board game, just the ability to get together with, with friends and have a social event with your friends and do something that's fun and interesting that everybody kind of gets into. Um, and, like, especially for, for RPGs, like, I always, I love the the teamwork between between your group versus these monsters that the DM is coming up with. I don't want to say versus the DM because I feel like the DM is part, like, they're part of the, the team, and and they're everybody's working together to to weave this beautiful story of adventurers taking on, you know, dangers and and living in this world of adventure and and uh, and magic or or technology depending on which you know. So that's always fun for me. Um, the competitive the competitiveness of Blood Bowl 
gets it gets pretty intense. Like De- Devin's not wrong. It gets really loud in here sometimes, and when the dice go your way or when they don't, I I often notice, especially for me, because for me I I'm I'm in it to have fun. But when I'm playing with somebody else and they succeed at something that was crazy and off the wall, or I'm always doing crazy and off the wall things. Right. I call them hero plays. Um, they often work or they don't. But but the but both people celebrate the successes and failures yeah. of each other and and so it's not even like we're com- like we are competing because it's a league and there's and there's points to play uh, and points to, to win and gain but at the end of the day everybody's just having fun with each other and that's one of the things about tabletop gaming that is amazing and video games don't necessarily allow for that because you're usually in your room whether you're playing multiplayer game you're by yourself in your room and whether you're on a team speak or event or whatever like you, those are fun and you're still socializing but actually being in the room with, with other people and, and you know having fun with each other and that's, that's my favorite part of, of tabletop gaming. Cool. Um, the two of you have mentioned this restaurant a lot. Uh, did you want to um, do you want to tell me a little bit more about you know where we are right now? Unless we're in some sort of space time vortex, I don't know. I'm I'm not super. I, I enter this place and things just kind of fade away outside. Uh, well, the Watchtower restaurant. Um, I'll let Devin talk about the origin story of it a little bit more because that's kind of his thing. But for for me, um, the the when I got brought on board for this project, it was a I was a sous chef in Ottawa. A friend of a friend of these guys uh, got me in touch. Just I was going to do some consulting work from Ottawa, just sort of help them kind of get started. And uh, and then I got it, it was it was a very quick transition to becoming the the head chef of the restaurant and uh and yeah yeah like it it happened very quickly and it was it was sort of like this place to me is is like a safe haven for nerds it's um it's a place for everybody to to be themselves um from all all walks of life whether they're you know nerdy or not just to come in and have a place where they can just be do what they want to do and what they like to do and and have fun doing so um i i mean i could talk about the food and how awesome it is or not um but in terms of uh i guess in terms of to keep it more tabletop gaming centric it's a place for people to come and 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 have good food good drink and play games and 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 do that that social that social thing that that most of us don't have opportunity to do um, as much as we'd like in a, in a place where you can also get food and drink and, uh, and have a good time. So that's what it means to me. Um, for me, it's, it's been this, this fun, weird, interesting thing. Um, it, God, it was like a year and a half ago now. It was when it started. Um, and our owner, my good buddy Will, was like, we should build a nerd restaurant. And I was like, Will, that is an awful idea. Um, and then he flew me out to Vancouver because there's one out there. And he was like, you need to see this place because we need to do this. When Will gets his mindset on something, it usually happens. Um, so yeah, he flew me out to Vancouver. We went and I was just like, oh my God, this is amazing. This could work. Um, 
and then because I've been I've been friends with him for a long time. He's part of my D and D group that started whatever the hell it was 16 years ago. Um, so he's a huge nerd just like me, and I was just like, man, this this actually could really work. And then we started it up, and we wanted it to be because we both grew up in the same place. It was a hockey town. It was not nerd friendly. Um, and he moved here for school, and there's a there are a lot of nerds in Waterloo. And we wanted to build a place where I don't care if you're into Star Trek, Star Wars, My Little Pony, whatever you're into, you're welcome here. Um, there's, you know, when you walk through those doors, there's absolutely no judgment. I don't care what you're into. Um, this is, and we've, we've built this as a safe place for people to go because, you know, being a nerd is not always the easiest thing. You get picked on, you get bullied. I was there, it happened to me. Um, we wanted this to be different. And so, well, yes, you know, we're a restaurant and, you know, Miles is very nice about it, but the food here is great. Um, but, you know, it, it is a place where if you, you know, you had a rough day and you want to come and, you know, play games with your friends and have a few drinks, that's what we're all about. Um, and so for me, it was, you know, going from playing games in my mom's basement with Will and Dennis to now I can play games in my own restaurant um, and not have to worry about anybody know judging or anything like that yesterday we had six different D&D groups in here every month we hold uh, we hold a a controlled chaos event is what they call it we just host it for them they set up everything they they've got all the the, they do all the signups and everything like that they just we host it for them and when you stand in the middle of the room and you look around it's like you're playing D&D you're playing D&D you're playing D&D it's just like I could sit here and talk about dwarves and elves all day and absolutely no one would judge me. And it's things like that that just warm my heart. So that's that's why we built this place, as a safe haven. That, that is really cool. Because there are lots of places in town, like there's board game cafes and whatnot, but it's not it's not the same as something like this. Yeah. The, um, the one thing that we've tried to do is almost go the opposite of the board game cafes. Food direction. Yeah, well they do, you know, they've got great board games and okay food. We've got great food and okay board games. <laughs> but if people want to bring in their games, like, awesome. Like, I love that idea. And our collection is going to grow, it's just, right now it's still kind of small. Sorry, did you have something you wanted to add to that, Miles? Um, not really, no. Okay, sorry, I thought. I thought about it, but then you got it. You right. covered it. Okay. Uh, what does, like, in your wildest dreams, what does success look like for the Watchtower restaurant? Like, if this, right now, the Watchtower is in this, this one particular location. It's, it's got a whole bunch of events going on, but, like, what do, you, what do you guys aim for if there is something beyond this? I thought you said that there were going to be no easy co- no easy questions. That oh, one's easy. Okay, so Global domination. Perfect. <laughs> I would love nothing more than for the Watchtower to be end up being like a chain. Not I don't want to say a chain restaurant because that has certain like connotations to it, but that kind of thing where there's there's this kind of restaurant everywhere that you know kind of adheres to the quality of food and drink that we do as well because there's a lot of you know a lot of chain restaurants where you just you go and you're just like well that food was okay um you know i and that's that's a big part of what we do is you know it's it's the food that you know with the quality that you deserve and we've said that since we opened up this place um so that to me is what i just want 
watchtower restaurants all over the place um, and for you know nerddom to rule really uh, yeah and I, I agree with everything Devin said um, I mean being a chain there are lots of chains out there that exist that are high end and you know I mean milestones does good things uh, the keg does good things um, but and, and I kind of want that to be a sort of go ahead you're good no, you can go for it. Uh, we go along. Well, that's cool, too. <laughs> problem with having a restaurant, right? Um, <laughs> have a problem with having a popular restaurant. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would love to see more watchtowers everywhere um, because I think they're necessary. I think that, that nerd culture is becoming so big now that I want to see a restaurant. I want to see a watchtower in, like, every city. I want to see one all over the place because I think I think that that every every town should have one because every nerd in every town wishes there was one and that's and that I, I, I would love to make that dream for all nerds everywhere come true um, also I want to be able to just sit in an office and come up with awesome food like day after day and just email it to all the restaurants and be like here make these this week you know I mean I just I, yeah I want I want success for us to be massive and I want it to be I mean I've never been I've never been one for for the money I'm a chef I didn't get in this industry for money (laughs) so for me the the financial benefit of being successful isn't huge for me I just want people to to enjoy enjoy this place as much as I do and I want everybody in the world to have that opportunity cool well that's a great segue for my last question which is I guarantee the easiest question that I could ask (laughs) Uh, if people wanted to find out more about the Watchtower restaurant, where could they go or where, they could, where could they find information about the Watchtower? <coughs> That's a Devin question. That's a me oh, question. Yeah? Okay. Um, okay. Our website's one spot, uh, watchtowerrestaurant.com. Um, also our Facebook, um, you know, facebook.com slash watchtowerrestaurant. Uh, all of our stuff goes onto there and on our Instagram at watchtowerkw. Uh, those are the places that all of our stuff go. Thank you very much. Um, they go up there first, and then um, it sort of filters out to all the other things. We do have a, a Twitter, but I don't think it's active at all. Yeah, it's not really. Yeah, so Facebook, Instagram, our website are probably the best ways to go to find out information. And, I mean, if anybody's in town wanting to find out more and wants to come down and check it out, we're on uh, Leicester Street between the both universities at the corner of Leicester and Hickory. Hickory? I never remember what that street is. Um in between Columbia and University. Cool. Well, thank you very much for taking the time, Devin and Miles. Uh, it was really great to hear about your experiences and uh, to let us record here in this space. And uh, yeah, I'm just really glad you were able to make the time. Awesome. Well, thanks for having us. We really yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. It was fun.